Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. We are here to help people experience a life-changing relationship with Jesus. We hope you were blessed with this message, recorded live from Palmerston North, New Zealand. Enjoy. My topic this morning, or my heading is, I believe in the Holy Spirit. And I could say, and then... The disciples, the hand-picked men that followed Christ around at that time played a huge part in altering the history of the world through the Holy Spirit. They seemed to me to be a fairly low base bunch of guys. Just the ordinary person. Let me relate some of their best moments. John wanted to destroy a whole village for not welcoming them. Judas embezzled money and sold out Jesus. Peter denied that he even knew Christ, hours after saying he would die for him. They fought with each other who was the greatest. And they constantly didn't understand Jesus' teaching. Not going too well here, are we? But there's always a but. Resume post-Christ. Peter preached and thousands believed in Jesus. Peter and John stood up to the most powerful Jewish council, the same one that condemned Christ. Most of them founded and pastored churches. They took the gospel to most of their known world, as far south as Ethiopia, as far north as Armenia, the former Soviet Union, as far west as Rome, as far east as India. Some were tortured, and all but one of them was executed for their faith. How's that for resume? We say to ourselves, how did all this happen? How did this group of ordinary, flawed, reactional, prideful men become world changers? When we read through The New Testament, they literally changed the course of history. How do they do it? On the authority of the Holy Spirit. That's it. On the authority of the Holy Spirit. What's the answer to the question of how the misfit disciples became world changers. It's the phrase, I believe in the Holy Spirit. People, church, that same spirit that they indwelled is the same spirit in 2021 
that can do, will do, has done, is part of you and me today. This Holy Spirit, and we welcome it this morning, Father, welcome to this meeting. The Spirit is present in every book in the Bible, Genesis to Revelation. God's Word describes 27 different functions of the Holy Spirit in the church and in the life of the Christian, the believer. That's you and me. And I wrote down here, who is the Holy Spirit? In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit is God and is equal to the Father and the Son. He is God, the Holy Spirit, and is distinct from the Father and the Son. Now, way back in the very early parts of Genesis, he is seen actively engaged in the work of creation. Let us, plural, create man in our plural image. Always been there. In the Old Testament, he empowered men for service and women. But when they were disobedient, he departed from them. Not a good place to be. And we find where David records in, or writes in Psalm 51 and verse 11, do not take your Holy Spirit from me. David knew with the Bathsheba affair and the murder of a warrior in the front line, he stepped out the wrong way. He knew the consequences in trouble. But I read further, I find that David confessed and confessed and confessed. But hallelujah, we have the new covenant, the New Testament. In the New Testament, we see the Holy Spirit indwelling the believer, and listen to this church, never leaving. If you're a believer, if we're believers, that Holy Spirit has indwelled and it doesn't disappear. Empowering him and her. And a scriptural understanding of God, the Holy Spirit will make you and me better Christians to serve God. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Yield to God's word and be complete. That's part, the Holy Spirit for you and me is part of God's plan of ingredient. We're complete with it. What are you and I doing with it? The deity, his divine being. His deity is seen in relation to the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. One. Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit in Luke chapter 1. He was anointed by the Holy Spirit for service, Acts chapter 10. He he was led by the Holy Spirit, Matthew chapter 4. He was crucified in the power of the Holy Spirit, Hebrews 9. He was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit, Romans 8. We've just had communion. 
Wonderful. And Jesus gave commandments to the apostles and the church through the Holy Spirit, Acts chapter 1. If Jesus needed to depend solely on the Holy Spirit here on earth, can you and I afford to be less or do less? You see, we've got to guard ourselves all the time. And I thought of that message that Simon brought this morning about throw the keys away and don't go back. You see, we've got to watch our step and don't look back. And I brought in Galatians chapter 5. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature desires. You can say, Jeff, what are you going on? You see, if I don't watch and mingle and mix with fellow believers, I could become a bit diluted. And it's easy to go back to be the old man or the old woman, as we might say as believers. We want to go on with the Holy Spirit empowering us to elevate and elevate and elevate. Our theme this year is kingdom building. We do that with the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We had a great baptismal service here a few Sundays back. And each person that was immersed fully, when complete, was immersed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All invited. The Holy Spirit is God's presence in the world and especially in the church and the believer. You and I are that. What are we doing about it? I'm reminded in John chapter 20, verse 19 and 23, and in particular, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you, he said to the disciples, I'm sending you. Now these guys are in a room having a cup of tea or whatever. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Now I thought about that. What if he just said, well, okay, you guys, here's the Holy Spirit, now I'll, sort of, I'll breathe over you. It doesn't have the same meaning at all. It doesn't have the same depth. He was saying, I'm going to breathe on you. From the innermost parts, I'm breathing on you for something to be expectant. Be expectant and receive the Holy Spirit. It's theirs. Take hold of it. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not remit or forgive them, they are not forgiven. And I believe what Christ was saying there was, I went to the cross and forgave entirety. There's no room to pull back and not forgive. With the Holy Spirit-empowered believer, there's no room to pull back there's no attitude to pull back of forgiveness.
And I thought about Christ and the four Gospels. Jesus heals, forgives readily for anybody that asks. And he blessed, healed or whatever. I don't find there Christ saying, well, hang on, did you make an appointment with my secretary to do this? I'm pretty busy. Have you ticked all the boxes? Are you right? Do you, have you, do you know where you're going? All those sort of questions. Straight away, be healed, be received, be filled up. Keep walking. You're new. And as believers, we don't pull back on those who want a response from us as individuals. He gives power to remit or retain sin. You make the decision. Seek after the authority given to you. Then he talks in Acts chapter 1 and verse, the first eight verses. And the Holy Spirit is mentioned there quite a few times in those scriptures, so it's worth taking on board. And as believers to the Christian faith, that's the expectation from you and me. It's a doing thing. The Holy Spirit to prod, probe, or lead you and me is a doing thing from me or from you. It's not a Christmas present to sit down and look at. I've got to do something with it. Something with it. And I have to say, <laughs> after saying things to the disciples like, to continue the works that he began, he's dead, I've seen him for a while, he's ascended, and they, just, they didn't understand yet. They went, wow, what's he on about now? To do the works that he started, what works can I complete? How? And no doubt, there's a lot of what. But you see, when they became fully immersed in all this and went out and sprinkled and spoke and gathered people together into the churches, it came alive. We know all this. But are you and I fully immersed in the authority and power of the Holy Spirit? <clears throat> I talked about kingdom building. Our theme this year is kingdom building. How do we and how do you and I do kingdom building? It's the bit that I can play that counts. And there it is. One of the strongest, clearest verses about the Holy Spirit you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. If you and I are believers, we've had that power of the Spirit come upon us. Do something with it. It's not a weak, washy water thing. It's powerful. Nothing hinders the Holy Spirit. It tries to. But as long as the hindrance is not you and me, Father, work 
in me. But I can't afford to make it individualistic because it's not all about me. You know, I can use it as a tonic drink to pep me up. But it's not about me. It's about the authority of the kingdom through me and through you. The New Testament alone has a dozen references to people receiving power through the Holy Spirit. Doesn't matter where you are, what your race, creed, or the most remote part you're from, the Holy Spirit, if you let it, will hunt you out. And I have no reserves on saying that. Let me explain. I've got a book here called Sabugu. That means born in a pig's hut. I met the man that wrote that book. Now I understand how their culture works. He's in a most remote ravine tribe situation in the southern highlands of Papua New Guinea. I understand the culture. I was there for 14 years. I know how it works. And a pig's hut is right close to the main living hut. Why? Because a pig has more value than children. The pig gets the top of everything. The children become second. And this guy was born in a pig's hut. Now the Holy Spirit's working in this guy, this little uh, baby, um, and the whole character of him. He became an orphan when he was just a real little young fellow. And then sometime later, two Catholic nuns walked into that most remote valley and set up an education post, a little school. As years went by, he became quite well educated. He found it quite easy. But he also heard these nuns talking about God the Creator and about this other person called Jesus. And his mind warmed to this as a young boy. Long story short, he developed, he went to universities uh, in Port Moresby, and then he went to two more universities in the lower part of the South Pacific. Married his wife, and through, I use the word in about miraculous ways, and through some miraculous way, found himself in Aotearoa. That man now teaches here at a local high school. His wife has completed three papers at Massey University. He has children that go to Cornerstone School. Let's talk a bit more. He's also a chaplain, if you call it that, of all the Papua New Guinean students at Massey University. See what I mean? Be expectant of where the Holy Spirit's going to put you and what he wants to do with you. And be open to it all. And I meet with this man regularly over coffee because I speak the language as well. And sometimes I'm invited to Massey to speak to these students. How good is that? 
I feel good about it too. Be my witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. God was empowering him to do his work, preach the gospel, and be a blessing to the, just Palmerston North, or Fielding, or whatever, to the whole world. That's always been God's mission. And we see it as far back as Genesis 12 when he said to Abraham to bless all the nations. This was God's plan all along. I knew you before you were. That's why I've got this job for you to do. Think about that. To the end of the world, that's Aotearoa. That's New Zealand. We're down under, they call it. And the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is in this land. Call my name and you'll be amazed what comes in front of you. There's always somebody that needs you or my giving, loving, sharing, teaching, support, lifting up. There's somebody. The Spirit is always about God's bigger story. If you and I remember that, it can help prevent you from turning the spirit into your own private spiritual energy drink. It's not about me. It's about me doing something. It's about the spirit. It's about the spirit. It's not individualistic. The Holy Spirit empowers you to do what the Father has planned and Jesus began. Here we go again. Why? Because it ain't finished yet. If I read my word, it says, he ain't coming back till the four corners of the world, every tribe and tongue has heard the gospel. So there's still some work to do through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Those three. There's three parts to that statement I just said. If you miss one of them, you risk having a distorted view of the Holy Spirit. Number one, the Holy Spirit empowers when you are living life led by the Holy Spirit, you are more powerful, more effective, more peace-filled, more patient, that's my problem, more kind, more loving, basically more of everything. That is good. How much more do we want? And I like the words my Maori colleagues use. It's kati pai. Life is good. Or tūmeki, it's awesome. Number two, to do what the Father has planned. The Holy Spirit is always about accomplishing God's will and God's plan. God's purpose for you and me. When you live by the Spirit, you are entering a story that is bigger than you. We don't want to make the mistake, 
oh, the Holy Spirit is an individualistic thing. It's not. The Spirit is deeply personal, but it's not individualistic. And Jesus began these plans 2,000 years ago. So it ain't finished. What part are you and I playing in this completion? If you believe in Jesus Christ and you have made him the Lord of your life, then you have the promised Holy Spirit living inside you. You can and I can do amazing things for our God's kingdom. Imagine if each one of us allowed the Holy Spirit to work in our lives for the betterment of this church, of this neighborhood. Imagine the good we could do together that we could do together with the people who could discover the hope and healing of Christ through us and our living in obedience to the Holy Spirit. Collectively or individually, what could be achieved is just mind-boggling. There's no limit. Two months ago, I was at a coffee shop and I saw a guy there who's got a few years on top of me I said, good to see you, brother. You know, just an update, Jeff. We've brought a villa in a retirement village. <clears throat> and he said, we'd been about three months. And my wife and I were having breakfast. thought, what are we really opening ourselves and, 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 and presenting here in this, in this retirement village? Shouldn't we be doing something more? Now, these people are elderly people. I'm not quite there yet. Is I know what, dear? Let's pray that the Spirit will show that we're believers. Well, fair enough. So they left it at that. And over the next few weeks, his wife was walking around and met some of the other ladies there. She met one woman that was a believer. They started sharing. She always said, uh, we just prayed a few weeks back about, let it be known that we're believers. She said, oh, you need to go to the um, happy hour. The what? You need to go to the happy hour. That's where all the people go on Wednesday afternoon. So he thought about that, so eventually they got down there. And as soon as he opened the door, one guy yells out, you're one of those religious nutters. And he was taken back. He didn't expect that. So they went in, and he said, well, yes, I am. They said, what's all that about? He said, can I tell you? And he proceeded to witness at the happy hour. He said to me, Jeff, I never once yet in my mind that I'd have a captive audience at a happy hour to spread the word. <laughs> hey, wonderful. That's the power of the Holy Spirit to be prepared of what he wants to do through you. And to do all of this, we need to remember the Holy Spirit is in you, but it's not about you. It's about the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. Tiwarua or Rangamari, we have a spirit of peace. Take hold of it through the Holy Spirit.
Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can comment, subscribe, or share it with your friends. For more information, visit us at lifechurchpn.co.nz. Have a blessed week.